Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your host, Sarek, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What is going on? We're going to discuss the National Football League, and we do this on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go. Okay, Ron, we just witnessed week number 11. We're on to week 12. Week number 11, there was a lot of surprises that happened. How did you uh, cope with all this, these different losses and wins and whatnot? Especially in the AFC. Yeah. Before we get to that, let me just say again, happy related birthday you're uh, up in New England celebrating your birthday yesterday so thank, you, birthday, thank you thank you thank you thank uh, you it was everything I hoped for and then some uh, awesome. yeah so what's what's your take what's what happened what's your take why all these all these ranked teams lost you know I, I I'm gonna I want to say that I don't think there's any one dominant team in, in either the AFC or the NFC. We knew the AFC. Well, I thought, you know, we had three really good teams and a, a bunch of teams that were mixed. But it looks like the whole conference in the AFC is just up for grabs. It's wide open. Um, and then in the NFC, no one's really claiming that either. Um, you know, you got Green Bay not playing that well. Cowboys. The Rams, they were on a bye. Rams, they you know they were on a bye week, but they haven't looked that great. Cowboys taking another L. Um, and the Bucks before today, you know, yesterday's win, they they had taken a couple losses too. So I think it's wide open in both both divisions, and I you know I think it goes to show you these teams are a lot closer. And week in and week out, you have to have your top players healthy. You have to come with a, a good game plan. Uh, you can't take things for granted. Um, and you know it's it's going to be a battle from here on here on out for the rest of the season. It's going to be a battle, but you know who's winning right now? The New England Patriots. So yeah, as man, long as got a good winning streak going, you know people all of a sudden got them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, they're the flavor of the month for sure. I don't I don't know the all the Super Bowl talk. I mean, the pundits can say whatever they want, but uh, they're gonna take it one day, one game at a time. I think Bill's gonna be like, "There's no Super Bowl talk in this locker room." We're moving on to what's, Tennessee. What's, this, what's the sense you're getting there, though? You're in New England, right? This week for Thanksgiving. What are you hearing? How are people feeling? What are they saying? I told you that the worst part of living here or visiting now is putting on the sports radio because it's so negative it's not good enough the team has won five in a row and it's still not good enough they're they're so miserable it's not even funny like i have to take it off because it's hard to i know the producers you know they put people that that they want they want you to get a reaction from and i think that even the even the own like interviewers and the sports hosts they're just like i can't believe this guy is on the phone right now 
but it's just it's horrible it's you that's why it's better to like watch the pages from afar than it is from like here in massachusetts because everyone is just so unhappy and it's just you would think that the pages are zero and eight i mean i would yeah. i would hate to be here last year to be living in massachusetts last year when they actually won seven games because they already they won seven games already now but i i could yeah. just I, I mean i would i don't even, i can't even imagine what it was like last year so yeah so it's hard to listen to local radio but you know what that's fine that's fine i i, I don't want any super bowl talk coming from locally anyway so that's fine uh, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know if it's just a Boston thing or what, but I, you know, you give New England fans a taste of winning. And I saw this with Boston too, right? With the Red Sox when they won, <clears throat> you know, when they won two, and all of a sudden it's like nothing short of winning a World Series again is acceptable at all. And it doesn't matter how many games you win in a row, what teams you beat, everything, you know, yeah, it it's, was not. It's not good. It's enough. just crazy. Yeah, I don't know what it's. I think it's the. It's, I think I was talking to, talking about it with my wife. I know, this is of the subject, but I was. It's been like, it hasn't been sunny at all since we got here. It's been like, and the sun, kinda came out today, for like a couple hours, and we were like, yeah, I can see why everyone is so damn miserable here. It's there's no sun, it gets dark at three thirty. It's just you're not happy it's do that and it's you know and it's freezing so it's like yeah so yeah welcome to massachusetts um yeah so let's quickly do top news uh the only thing that i saw here is the giants fire offensive coordinator Justin garrett now he was the coach at the Cowboys, right? The head coach. Mm-hmm. So I know yeah, we're gonna moved on to coordinator position, and uh, <clears throat> it looks like he's basically been designated a scapegoat. You know, at this point. Why don't? Uh, why didn't they fire Joe coach? Judge though? What? Say, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. You know, that may eventually happen. I think it's one step at a time. Um, they didn't play well yesterday. I know we'll talk in detail about uh, their performance yesterday against the Bucks. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of t- I, I find it crazy um, that they're throwing it all on his. You know, his, he's they're laying the blame on him when they've had a number of injuries this year. Uh, Saquon came back yesterday, but you can tell he's not fully healthy. Um, yeah. And, I, I, I'm kind of surprised by the move, uh, but at the same time, you know, I think it goes to show you the pressure I think Judge is facing at this point. You know, he, he needs to turn the team around and um, maybe just looking to make some sort of statement to his players. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, it always, you have to point to the men in charge, right? Uh, Joe Judge is the man in charge. It's not Jason Gary. Gary is. I mean, he's limited on what he can do. I know the offense was definitely poo-poo last night. And, uh, 
yeah, it's just, I mean, we'll definitely talk about it for sure because that, we, I mean, we were both in agreement last week that the Giants are better than the Washington football team, and they didn't show that at all. And I think, even though I think they have better talent, but fire the offense coordinator. That's, like you said, that's just one step closer. If I was Joe, Joe Judge, I'd be like putting my house for sale right now. Yeah, he's still in the hot seat, uh, and he ain't the only one. Um, Nagy's on the hot seat. Quite, you know, quite a few coaches are, are probably feeling some pressure at this point now. That, you know, they were more than halfway uh, into the season. So, so Nagy's on the on the hot seat. He's dodging bullets. What about Dan Campbell? Because still looking for that win. Not on the hot seat. I don't know. I, I don't think so. It's his first year. Um, he's not the one who said to go out and get off and he's more responsible I think on the defensive side I know he took over play calling uh, a couple games ago because he was frustrated uh, with the offense uh, so yeah he does have some experience there too but you know I don't think he's going anywhere the team doesn't have a lot of talent there and I think they're looking to completely rebuild uh, yeah that I mean that this Every every other team, and I think the the Vikings head coach saved themselves. Yeah. Win. Um, for now. For now, and for all of a sudden, the Eagles are kind of moving the ball and winning. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with like, cause he's a first year coach. So I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere. Anyways, I think they have a plan. Yeah. But I mean, if I, there were some co- other coaches, um, Browns, for example, <clears throat> a lot of people had high, probably unrealistic expectations uh, this year, and they're not having a good season. Might miss the playoffs uh, completely, and that you know, that can have some ramifications uh, for sure. Um, you know, and just looking at some of the other teams, we talked about the Bears already. Um, I. I would be surprised if Nagy's not fired at the end of the season. Uh, and then, you know, even Jacksonville, I have no idea what's going to go on with uh, with this guy who's there. You know. Um, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, yeah. It, you know, he, it always seems like he's in at risk for a jumping ship at any moment, like any week, much less, you know, making it through the end of the season. So we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, it just seems like, and I think Ron Rivera. I mean, it looks like he's saving his season, but by, by these wins. But uh, he didn't win last on Sunday, though, right? He lost, I think. Yeah, but I think he ain't going. Any, I don't think he's going anywhere. He doesn't have a well. There's questions about whether or not he has a starting quarterback uh, on the team, like a franchise quarterback. Um, you know, they got. Obviously, they're not playing well uh, on defense, and that was supposed to lead, you know, one of the top defenses in the in the league. So there's some struggles there too. But I think he's going to get a pass, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, I think they really like him there in Washington. He's kind of he's working to change the culture there. Um, so he's he's pretty safe. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm mistaken. They actually beat the Panthers, 27-21, and. Yeah, he's pretty much, I mean, even if he gets a team to 500 this year, which it's going to be hard, but it's, and that division is definitely capable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're 4-6, and six, so I think his job is safe. I think 
especially with Fitzpatrick not really playing, so he has mm-hmm. a he has an excuse. Uh, the other news is, you think this toe injury is gonna hurt a Aaron or is he gonna play? Yeah, I I don't know the extent of his injury. Um, I'm assuming he's gonna play. This reminds me a little bit, you know, a big bad. Every time he would have a bad game, um, you know, or a string of bad games, he'd start complaining about his shoulder or his knee or his back or whatever. So, not you know, not to say there's nothing you know serious that's going on with uh, with his toe. I'm sure he probably does have some sort of injury there, but um, I think he came out and said, you know, today that it's uh, like either similar or worse than uh, turf toe, and turf toe is really serious. So. Um, if it's that serious, he'd be struggling to move at all. So uh, we'll we'll know more, I think, as the week progresses. Progresses, but I think a lot of this, to be quite honest, is just him making excuses for his poor performance uh, last week. My neck, my neck, and my back. Yeah, this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. He, he's just you know me, me, me type personality. So I don't. Exactly. It's not you know. If he did really hurt or injured his toe, then you know what? CNFL. What are you gonna do? I mean, look at right. that. I mean, look at that game with the Matt Ryan. I thought he was, he broke his toe, <laughs> and he came back and played. So right. yeah. So uh, anything else that you want to talk about in the news? That's pretty much it. I mean. You know, thankfully, there's not really that much going on at this point. Um, and everyone's getting ready for Thanksgiving. Got a lot of games this week, so uh, you know it's going to be uh, a good week for sure. All right, so that's your top news for eleven twenty three oh twenty one. All right, so moving into week twelve, let's look at week eleven. And uh, what do you want to start with, the winning teams or the losing team? Let's let's start with your pass. Yeah, let's start with them because we predicted victories. You predicted. Uh, you said it was going to be twenty-five seventeen. I said it was going to be thirty-five seventeen. You hit it on the nail with the points, but then Atlanta didn't score any. I know the pundits made it seem like it was total domination, which I guess you can say that about the defense, but you can't really say that about the offense, right? Yeah, I mean, they did just enough. I think Mac Jones played uh, fairly well. He's been doing, he's been consistent, right? So I think this was the seventh uh, game this season. He had a 70% completion rate. You know, which looks like he he's on pace at this point to break some records. Um, you know, he's playing well. I think they ran okay. Um, they did enough offensively to win the game. Um, it's just that Atlanta had no answer whatsoever, and I think they realized that pretty early in the game. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're it felt like to me like it was a, a domination. Um, you know, regardless of what the the score was, they they won. They shut them out, uh, and they completely dominated. So, yeah, I mean, looking at the stats, the offensive stats, they were only four for twelve on third down. Which, when you look at that, you're like, oh, 
they weren't really like there wasn't any long drives like they had against Cleveland. Um, but then on the flip side, if you look at the Falcons, they were two for eleven on third down. So yeah, it, it, it was it was okay for the offense, but it was great for the defense. I mean, they shut down Matt Ryan. They definitely shut down Kyle Pitts. I think he had like a couple of catches, right? Yeah, but that's it, right? That's I think part of the problem is you know Atlanta was not that great offensively. They don't have a lot of talent. Period. Yeah. Um, they have Kyle Pitts and they had Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson didn't play. So when one of your best players is out of the game and the only other answer is Kyle Pitts because Ridley's not playing, you know, that's there's not much you can do offensively. And, you know, I think you saw that the Patriots realized that they're not going to be able to run the ball well. You know, who are they going to pass to um, if, if you take care of covering Pitts? There's not much else out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, he had, he had know, three I catches on stop. five targets. So, right. I mean, the whole yeah, game he was double teamed, right? Right. We were talking throughout, like, the game uh, and in the other game. If you can't put a lot of stock into this week, um, and it's great that the Patriots won, they took care of business, but, you know, it's no different if they were playing, like, the Lions or anyone else that, you know, any other teams that just not. They're not a good team, um, at least not right now, you know. Um, so the Falcons are, you know, they're four and six. I don't see them winning uh, more than two games the rest of the season. Um, and that's if, you know, Cordell Patterson's back. I don't know what's going to happen with really. So when you look back and like what the Patriots are doing, I think they're doing just enough offensively and their defense is playing great. And that's going to be the, the formula, formula, I think, that they, yeah, that, that he, they use for the rest of the season and as they get into the playoffs. Yeah, I think going forward, if you are a football team that's facing the New England Patriots, you want Mac Jones to beat you in the air, right? So you, you want to stop, you know, Stevenson and Harris because they both, I mean, it was 134 yards combined. They didn't reach the centering mark, but there was a lot of running and not a lot of passing, 200 yards for Matt Jones. So, you know, that's going to be the formula to beating the Patriots. You know that they're, I mean, they made the Atlanta Falcons defense look really good. They were blitzing good. They were, you know, it was hard for them to pass on them. So, I, I you know, it was, it was a good I thought the defense played, the Atlanta defense played pretty good. Um, they just didn't execute that touchdown to uh, Aguilar. He was wide open. He just walked right in the end zone. So it's just, yeah, you know, if, you, if, if they play a better defense, you know, more disciplined defense, this game is, they don't score 25 points. I know, I know one of them was a, you know, TD by the defense, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't think they score that many points. Well, you know, the the way you beat the Patriots, you got to stop the run, number one. Uh, you do have to stop the run. Um, but then you got to you gotta get Mac Jones out of sync. And the way you do that is by covering the short passes, right? Because that's what he does. He 
gets the ball out quickly. He's looking at, you know, four or five yard routes, dumping it off to his backs, you know, and that's how he has like a 75, 80% uh, efficiency rating, right? Because he's doing quick, easy passes. So you got to figure out how to stop that um, and take that away and force him to make some harder, more difficult throws down the field to, to receivers that are still a question mark on whether or not they can make plays down the field. So, um, but teams haven't really been able to do that. You know, teams are playing a little bit too passive, I think. And and the good thing about the Patriots is that they're a disciplined team, so they're not going to make a lot of mistakes uh, on offense. Um, so, you know, that's that's what they need to continue to do. And teams that, that face them are going to have to try to force the issue a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think the Tennessee Titans is going to be a good challenge because I think their defensive line is good enough that you don't have to blitz Mac Jones as much. Because I think I think teams are blitzing him nonstop, but then they're paying the price, right? Because then you got two good tight ends, tight ends against you know uh, a cornerback, defensive back. The tight end is going to win most of the time. So. You know, I think that if you drop the linebackers and let the defensive line do their thing, I think that's gonna shake Mac Jones up a little bit. Yeah, so Tennessee, their defense is questionable too, right? So they're not that great. Um, but I, I do think that this is this this week's game is gonna be a better indication of how good the Patriots really are. Uh, because Tennessee still can go out and score some points. Now they haven't, you know, played that. They didn't play that great this past week. Um, and obviously, without having uh, Derrick Henry, there's still a lot of question marks about uh, who, you know, what their identity is, whether or not they can run a ball effectively. Um, so you know, they're coming off a loss now to Houston. But I think this game. Uh, the Patriots uh, this week against Tennessee is going to be a better indication. I think Tennessee is going to actually come out and play better. Um, I don't see Mike Gable having like back-to-back like crappy games um, offensively. So I think it's going to be a really, really good game this week. Yeah, I, I, I still I see because I can't. I mean, a five-game win streak. I know Tennessee is the team that's cap- capable of snapping that, but. I still see New England winning this at home. I predicted it's going to be a close game. At, I say 21-20. New England winning this. Mm-hmm. What are you predicting? Yeah, so we're really, really close. Um, I, I have this game basically in the toss. I think the spread is mine. Is, uh, Pats, uh, six and a half. Three, but no, it's six and a half. Pats? Yeah. That's, that's, I know, that's, that's what great. I said. I said well, that it's really high that's a stupid yeah. high so i i think a lot of people are, are jumping on the patriots bandwagon off the the wins that they've had over the last few weeks and you know i again not these aren't necessarily quality wins not just not to knock the patriots they're doing what they're supposed to but it's not necessarily quality teams i think they're facing i think we wrote down what the record of their opponents have been. Um, their, their opponents, the last few games, you had the Jets, Chargers, Panthers, Brown, Falcons, 
they're all a combined 23 and 29. Um, so I think people need to put that in perspective. But, you know, what am I going to pick? I I want to go. My, my, my heart is saying uh, go with the, the Patriots here. Um, but I think that the Titans are actually going to pull this off. So I, I'm giving the Titans 24 and the Patriots 23. Yeah, it's I, it's gonna be a tight game. Um, it's not gonna be no blowout, no pages by seven. I don't. I just don't see that. It's gonna be much much closer game than the than Vegas thinks. But you know, like I told you earlier, Patriots are the flavor of the month. As long as they're winning, and there's some, I saw some power power ranks that they don't even have them in the top three they still kind of looking out looking in um so you know as long as as long as the professionals discount them then the pundits have something to talk about because especially like a lot of those ex-patriot players that are on tv they're like loving this oh yes yeah. they're smiling yeah. they're saying i told you so you know they're pumping out their chests and i'm just like listen man it's a long season yeah it is it is uh, i'm not gonna crown them and put them in the super bowl i don't think they're one of the top five best teams uh right now but they're, they're a team that's playing pretty well and had a pretty favorable schedule and we'll see you don't think that they're in the starts. top five of overall or just I, afc oh overall overall i don't think if i was looking at power rankings specifically i wouldn't have them in the top five i'd probably have them so in the afc and then you know the afc is like a it's just a bunch of like teams at this point and the only thing i think i would put above the patriots in the afc are probably the ravens that's it um, so I would have them second in the NFC at this point, but you know, in terms of the whole NFL, I still got the Cardinals above them. I still put the Packers above them. I still put the Bucks ahead of them. You know, I still think those teams are better teams uh, than the, than the Patriots. I don't, I don't trust the Cowboys anymore. They just, you know, they're kind of a letdown. I, I do like the Bucks. Um, I do like the Cardinals and I do like the Rams. Um, so I, I would put them in the top five because I don't I don't like Green Bay anymore. So I would I would definitely put them three NFC teams ahead of them and then the Patriots. But um, I think in the AFC you can you can talk me into Baltimore being number two or number one like flip flop. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Until they play it's, them, it's I close. just don't know. Right. You know. That's why I think this game is so critical because the Titans are at eight three right now. Uh, they're not fully healthy, but they're still an eight three team. Um, let's see what happens this week. If they go out and put, you know, beat the brains out of the Titans, then you know that the Patriots are legit um, and they they're a contender. I mean, um, if that happens, if that then you can start talking about Indy. Taking over that yeah. division. Yeah. So 
yeah, this is this is gonna be a good week to to like, you know, the contenders against the pretenders, I guess. Uh, the other victory is uh, the Bucks won last night over the Giants, thirty to thirty to ten. And the I don't know, people are saying it's a dominant win. Do you consider last night dominant? I mean, I. I thought it was in the first half, and then they, you know, they, I don't know what, you know, they didn't play as efficiently on offense in the second half. They did win by 20, you know, it's not like the Giants could do anything on offense, and it's not like they were much of a, a threat at any point uh, in the game. Um, Bucks scored, looks like, 13 in the second half. They just didn't feel, you know, for whatever reason, it just felt like they were more in sync in the first half uh, to me. Um, I do think they dominated. I predicted they would get uh, to, to 30 points. I think they needed to do that. Uh, looking at what like, I, I said, uh, the final score would be 28 to 25, actually. Um, so, but they got to 30, and I think I think that's the mark for the Bucks. You, know, you need to get to 30 week in and week out uh, on offense. They didn't quite make it, but they were close. And uh, you know, for the Giants, well, you know, they they. Uh, they fired Jason Garrett. That's that's all you can say about them and what happened this week for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of predicted... I, I had a 35-17 win for the Bucks, but I, I the way they got to those points, it wasn't efficient. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like bang, bang. You know, I feel like they still made a lot of mistakes, you know. Brady was picked off even though it wasn't really his fault it was more like the receiver fumbled the ball and then you know the running game even though they didn't even reach the century mark Leonard, but they stuck with it they did stuck, they stuck with it I mean it. 27 carries total and that's because of the you know Byron Leftwich decided to you know mix it up a little bit but I just, I mean, it's still, it was, I don't want to call it a dominant. And it was against the Giants. I mean, let's be honest. We knew that Daniel Jones had, had like, at least two turnovers in it. I mean, that yeah. pass from, like, he was falling back. I mean, he was, like, he passed it right to a defensive, defensive line guy. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, so... I think they dominated the game. I still think they played stupid football. Uh, like Rusarian said, they made a lot of, you know, they made some stupid mistakes, like some dumb mistakes, you know, whether it's like penalties. Like I think it was one play with Mike Evans just, just didn't line up correctly. And it was a questionable call by the official, but it's just really bad time timing on like some of their penalties. And that's the dumb football I think he's talking about that they need to clean up and Brady like you said he did throw a pick he hasn't been perfect um, but I, I am glad to see that they stuck with the run a little bit more uh, this week I am glad that they like defensively they stayed you know uh, put a little bit more pressure uh, on the quarterback than I've seen like the last few weeks or whatever um, and they were able to get for some, some uh, turnovers so um, you know I, I think it's, it's, it's something to look forward to for them uh, and be encouraged about, but you know, at the same time, they got to clean up some of the stupid penalties and mistakes that they're making. 
Yeah, and I know, you know, when I look at those penalties, I'm like, that that doesn't fall back on Tom Brady. That falls back on the coaching. So it's like Bruce Arian is, oh, this is a dumb penalty, blah, blah, blah. So is he yelling at the players or is he yelling at the coaches? I mean, you hired the coaches. It's like, oh, yeah, he, he's, he, you know, he made it clear it's, it's on all of them, including the coaches. You know, he dressed down the coaches last week. You know, he, he's, they're not, you know, they're, they're, they're held just as responsible for every, you know, everything else. They has six penalties again. It's, you know, not as bad as the week prior, but it's, it's still too many. And the, the type of penalties and when they're happening is what's, I think, frustrating too. Um, you know, it's just really, really bad penalties and bad situation, you know, bad time. So you go out and play this game, you know, the same type of game, make these same type of mistakes against a good team, you're going to lose. And Bruce knows that. So that's why I think there's going to be uh, a focus on cleaning that up um, and continuing to, to get in sync uh, offensively and defensively. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you, you can make those kind of dumb mistakes again, Indy, right? Yeah, no, not at all. Indy, you know, they're playing pretty decent football right now. Um, obviously, uh, they have a, a very, very good, good running back. Um, you know, they're limiting uh, what they want Wentz to do, which I think is very smart for them. So, yeah, they they got they can't make those mistakes against a team like uh, Indy at all. Yeah, and those those are, I mean, if, if you make those same mistakes and if you turn the ball over and give Indy a short field, they're going to put it in the end zone. I, I, these, this team, the Indy team is very efficient. Right now, the over-under is 51 with Tampa are getting minus two and a half. So right now, uh, the underdog is Indy, and they're playing at home. But I think, I think Indy can pull this one if those mistakes happen again. Um, so I'm, I'm actually giving Indy a victory here. I'm actually because I think their defense is not that bad at all, and uh, I don't know if they if they have the defensive backs. Uh, play against Tampa but I mean I see this I see this going uh 25 to 21 what do you see yeah football is a game of matchups and you know although again in these playing great football and they're obviously focusing on running the ball um <clears throat> with Jonathan Taylor the one great thing the Bucks do uh defensively is stopping the run they might be like number one against the run um, so I, I actually see this as a really, really good matchup for them. They're going to have to, Indy is going to have to uh, have a really good game for Carson Wentz uh, for them to, I think, for them to win. Um, and I just don't see that happening. So I, I do think, I know this game's in, in Indy. I do think the Bucks are going to go in and beat them. Um, and the spread right now is Bucks getting two and a half. I see it going over that. I'm gonna have the Bucks at 27, uh, the Colts at 18, and again, I, it's just because I think they just match up really well against the against the Colts with what the Colts want want to do offensively. 
Yeah, and I think Indy has a winning streak going on, right? They yeah, I think it's three games in a row now. I yeah, I need to go back and look at, at what they've done. Uh, but they're back in it, that's for sure. They're playing really good uh, football right now. So at you know at this point they're six and five. Uh, they're still looking up against the Titans, but you can argue that they're playing better football than the Titans are right now. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I looked at that I watched that Indy Buffalo game and they were outstanding. They played Buffalo really, really well. So they have a three-game win streak. They just beat the Bills. I mean, they beat the Jags and they beat the Jets. So the they weren't like powerhouse teams, but hey, you'll take it where you can get it, right? Right. And that that game against the Bills, they they dominated, straight up dominated. Yeah, the, the Bills, they they're in trouble. They they are in trouble. Um, I think I talked last week about starting to lose confidence in that in that team. And oh, are you? Them. Are you losing oh, yeah. confidence? Are you? I think I, I told you, know, you a couple I, of weeks that they that the Patriots might win the division. You told me. I was smoking crack. Now you're saying, now you're smoking the same crack? Well, I didn't say you're smoking crack. I said to simmer down. That's what I said. <laughs> I think they can win the division now. <laughs> you are smoking crack or something. I said relax. Right? No, relax I'm going to find away. that clip because you <clears throat> said, what are you smoking crack? And I was like, yeah, well, I, I think, like I said, I think you, you, like, you're all in, right? Oh, uh, I, 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 on the this Bills team does not scare me anymore, and and it's too bad Nor because they. it's too bad Nor because I they. actually picked them to go to the Super Bowl, but I they their whole they might not you know it's in jeopardy. That game, that Monday night game against the Patriots, I know I would definitely looking ahead, but that's gonna be that's gonna make or break their season. Yeah, they. they... And I, and I feel like I've been saying this like five straight weeks in a row. Um, they got to figure out how not to be one-dimensional. Um, they got to commit to the running the game. They got to get, you know, Josh Allen some help. It can't just be all on him. Um, that was the recipe for disaster last year. And it seems like it's going to be a recipe for disaster this year. Even if they are able to, to get into the playoffs, which I think they still will. Um, you know, they... they they got the Saints uh, on Thursday. Uh, then they got the Patriots, like you said. They got the Bucks. Those are tough games, right? And those aren't easy wins. Um, but I think, you know, they're, they're going to somehow figure it out uh, and get into the playoffs now. In terms of winning a Super Bowl, yeah, I, I'm i not going to completely dismiss this them because I think the AFC is still up for grabs. Um, if you were to tell me they're going to get in and make it all the way to Super Bowl by beating the Ravens and the, and the Patriots or whoever else is ahead of them. It's not necessarily going to shock me, but they got to do something different than what they're doing today. To get well, there. this is the thing with the Bills. I think that if they play a good defense, which, you know, the Dolphins had a good defense, even though that game was closed. The Jags, I don't think they have a good defense, but they lost. The mm-hmm. Colts have a really good defense, and they they didn't put that many points, so I think that they can. I think that they can play with the Chiefs, 
because their defense is suspect, but the defense is getting better. I I don't know if they can play defense with Baltimore. Baltimore has a good defense. Patriots, the defense is up and coming. So I don't know. I think that they can get into the playoffs, but I don't know. It depends on the matchup, right? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And it still depends, in regards to the matchup, like what you do defensively. If you offensively, if you're not committing to running the ball, teams are going to figure out how to slow Josh Allen down. Uh, they've, I think they've already figured out you need to take away uh, digs, right? What they've done. Uh, now they're going to figure out how to stop him from running. Um, and, and then you're going you're to be struggling to score points. Um, so offensively, Bill's got to do something different, uh, I think, because they, ha- they have a good team. They have a great player. I think Josh Allen is not going to win the MVP, I don't think, at this point. But he's MVP capable. Uh, he's a great quarterback uh, in the league. They seem to get him some help. Yeah, I mean, the, it's, you know, the Bills and the Browns probably, like, my two biggest disappointment. And I think they were the most hyped teams, right? The Bills and the Browns. They got a lot of hype at the beginning of the season. And I was like, you know what? This Bills team does deserve the hype. But now, I don't know, it seems like they're falling. They, they're just, you know, like you mentioned, they're easy to figure out if they're only going to do one good thing, and that's to give the ball to Josh Allen. It's almost like they're making it easier on the defense. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to beat us with Josh Allen, I guess we'll just prepare for Josh Allen. Uh, the other team that we normally look up to is the Steelers. Now, we both predicted that the Steelers would lose this game. You mm-hmm. said it would be uh, you said it would be 17-23. I said it would be 17-24, but it was actually a high offensive game, right? Yeah, lots of scoring. So a lot of things happened right before the game that we didn't know, I think, at the time. That we recorded our last last podcast, right? The uh, um, the Steelers defense uh, completely got dismantled. They lost everybody on the all the top players, like no Hayden, no TJ Watt, no Nika Fitzpatrick, you know, among some other players as well. We were uncertain about Big Ben whether or not he'd play. Obviously, he came back and played, so that made a huge difference. Um, but yeah, it was it was high scoring. Not surprised that the Chargers scored 41 points against like a bunch of second string, third string players. I am still surprised um, that with Big Ben, they were able to put up 37 points. Um, this was probably his best game, I think, this season. He has just looked really good. He's, he's looked better as like these last few weeks have gone. Um, I think he played pretty, I don't want to say flawless because he did miss a touchdown. He underthrew. Uh, you know, uh, what could have been a touchdown um, on a on a deep pass that he missed. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think he looked uh, better. Now, where they struggled a bit on offense to me was uh, on the running side. They didn't run the ball really well. They didn't, it seemed like every time Najee touched the ball again, he was getting hit in the backfield again. So Arrow Line is going to need some help next year for sure. Uh, they just don't have the... I know they're not at full strength too, but they, it seems like they're missing something up front. Toughness, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, all in all, I think even though it's a loss, 
there's plenty I think to be encouraged about um, you know with with this week uh, with the way Big Ben played for sure so I'm excited about next week especially now knowing that all those guys I just mentioned are going to be healthy and playing it looks like uh, on Sunday um, against the Bengals so I, mean, I, I think the Steelers are in a pretty good position if they can keep Big Ben playing the way he's playing yeah, I mean, the Steelers scored 27 points in the fourth quarter. And I, di- I didn't see that because I was so tired from traveling. I saw that it was 27 to 13 in the third quarter. And then I was like, you know, I don't think they can make a comeback. So I went I went to sleep. But lo and behold, they actually scored all those points. And I, I'm not trying to say that the Chargers are, you know, great. Their defense is suspect. But... 27 points is nothing to laugh about if the if the Steelers defense would have shown up you know injuries excluded I think they would have won that game yeah I think so if, if TJ Watt played and certainly if Mika Fitzpatrick played you know, there were some some throws they were giving up um you were just like we had no answer on defense whatsoever we you know we made uh Herbert was a good quarterback but we made him look like an all pro uh we made Eckler looked like an all-pro, and again, he's a good running back too. Uh, but there were no answers whatsoever. Guys were running wide open down the field. We had some blown coverages um, all you know all day long. It didn't seem like we didn't switch it up at any point. Uh, we we kept playing too deep, you know. Um, and Josh Allen was just tearing us apart. And then you know when he couldn't find a receiver open, he was just like gashing us. Uh, you know, on the run, but nine carries, ninety yards, and we didn't do anything at all differently to slow him down. And I think the reason why, just knowing how Tomlin is, is that he's afraid. I think they're afraid because of like who they have in their personnel to do anything aggressive, like sending a blitz or whatever, and giving up the big play. That's and and unfortunately, they needed something. They needed some big plays, you know, besides the block punt that kind of got things going for them. They needed to make some bigger plays on defense, and they weren't able to do that at all. Yeah, I mean, when you have Herbert, uh, when you have Herbert on your team and he's throwing lasers down the field, you just have to, like, even if you send blitz out to him, out of the pocket, he still throw lasers down the field. Just a yeah, really, there's no spying. Yeah, there's him. There's there's nothing. He's a nothing. really cute, good QB, and I think that I know when the Patriots play him, they don't really blitz him that much. It's all, mostly all zone. They just say, you know what? We're just gonna take the long pass out of your hand. You can go short all you want, but you can't throw a, a, a rocket like you used to. So. And I think that works, right, if you have a good defense and they're healthy. It's not going to work when you're missing T.J. Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, and a bunch of other guys that you need. You yeah. know, if you're running with, like, second and third stringers, that's just not going to work because the guys you're expecting to cover in zone, they're, they're missing assignments or they're just not good enough to keep up with the uh, Chargers receivers. They just, you know, and it, it was just like watching, uh, like, practice. You know, they were going up and down the field at will. Uh, unfortunately um, but I think you know just switching it over to like this week is a huge week this is a huge next four or five weeks for the uh, for the Steelers 
They got the Bengals this week. Um, Bengals are favored, I think, four and a half at this point. Uh, but like I said, I think the Steelers, now that they're getting healthier and getting some guys back on defense, I'm, I'm going to pick an upset here. Uh, this is going to be my upset for the week. Um, I'm going to have, I have the Steelers 26, Bengals 24. Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is definitely a good game. I, I think that it's much closer than, than three and a half. I think, I think it'll go down. Uh, I don't know by how much, but I think it will. But I, I think that the uh, Steelers have found their offense, right? I think that they found their offense. I think the defense... I don't know if getting those guys will, you know, patch things up, but I think they'll definitely be better. So, I got the Steelers winning 24 to 17, but I don't, that's not my uh, upset of the special of the week. But I do feel that they should take that game. And I think if they go, was if they go 6 and 4, right? 6 and 4, and then they have that one tie. Yep. Is does that mean they go into second place, right? So yeah, I mean, depends on what happens with the Ravens, right? So depends on what the Ravens do this week. But just me pulling up the standings right now, uh, Ravens are seven and three right now. Uh, Bengals, <clears throat> who we play, are six and four. They'll be six and five. We'll be six four and one. So. We'll, we'll probably jump we'll jump them because they'll, they'll have one more loss than we do um, so at worst you know we'll be if we win this game we'll be in second place depending on what the Ravens do and I don't know who they're playing I can pull that up real quickly but if they go out and lose um, this week you know we, we could be uh, right there and yeah no for, I think it would be actually I don't know so is 6-4-1 and one better than 7-4 and four? Yeah, because it's look, the Ravens are playing the Browns this week. They're playing uh, Sunday mm-hmm. night, and the Ravens are seven and three, and the Browns are six and five. So, right now, if the uh, Steelers go six, four, and one, and the uh, Ravens go seven and three, and the Browns go six and six, then you might be like in tied for second. Yeah, so the Ravens have they have to lose basically. Yeah, they have to lose. They have, they'll be seven and four. Cleveland will be seven and five. Cincinnati will be six and five, and the Steelers will be six, six and four, four and one. one. So, yeah, you guys are it's still, you know, battling. it's still it's going to be a battle from here on out. That's why um, these next games we got some divisional games uh, coming up. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be really critical. So we got the Bengals uh, this week, and right after that we got Baltimore um, on uh, my birthday on twelve five. Then we got a big, you know, big Thursday night game. I hate I hate Thursday games, especially after coming off a Ravens game. You got to go Thursday and play the Vikings in Minnesota. That's going to be really tough. And then they got they're going to finish up with like Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore. Uh, so those are going to be it's a tough tough schedule at the end uh but we knock out these next two weeks we beat the Bengals, and we somehow figure out to beat the ravens um you know watch watch out because 
you know, we're right back in it and we can take over the vision. But I think it's, it's going to be up for grabs regardless. I'm glad to see that we're playing better offensively. And I'm glad to see that we're getting healthy on, on defense as well. I think it's important to be healthy at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, this is because you basically the Steelers cannot afford to lose, right? Because if they go, you know, let's say they go five and, you know, they got five losses and then one tie. That tie is going to be so important now. Because then you have five losses with everyone else, right? Yeah, and it's still, you know, it's still going to depend what happens in the other uh, divisions, right? So you can pretty much pencil in, I think, at this point, the Patriots being in. I think you, I would say the same for the for the Bills. Um, you know, Tennessee's reeling. I, I put them in. Colts are right there on the bubble. And then you got Kansas City playing really good, and the Chargers starting to play good too. So it'll. It, it, but you know, those teams, uh, they got like six wins. Uh, well, the Chargers have six wins. Uh, Kansas City right now has seven. But depending on what they do this week, they can be at five losses as well. So it's going to be close. You know, for a playoff spot, I think there's going to be some some. You know, real, really tight battles at the end of the end of the season. It's going to come down probably to like week 18 this year for sure uh, in the AFC. The way things are going. Yeah, I think that. <clears throat> yeah, I think that the next couple of games are going to decide if it's going to be tight or it's because it's going to be like because I think if the Patriots can beat the Titans and the and the Bills, and they can get to nine and four. They still need more wins, cause they they want they want that number one seed. That's the only seed that actually gets a buy, right? I think before it used to be two teams get a buy week, but now mm-hmm. it's just one. So I think that they're aiming for that number one seed. They they don't even once they beat the Titans, they're gonna be like, listen, we need to get that bye week, that number one seed. And I think that yeah. everyone else. Everyone else, I think the Titans are the other team that wants that bye week. Because if they get that bye week, that means more time for Derrick Henry to come back, right? Yeah, and listen, here's the thing, right? We just said it's the month. It's the Patriots month. With the next month, who knows? Here's the schedule for the Patriots. Tennessee, Buffalo, Colts. Buffalo again. You can you could be staring down like two and two, one and three, oh and four. You know, it that's not these aren't necessarily easy wins. So who knows what's gonna happen um, you know with the Patriots. They're playing really good at like I said, mistake free football for the most part. But these are tough games and it's we're getting down to the wire. We got tough schedules. I think everybody has tough schedules at this point. There's no excuses. Regard, you know, this, despite what injuries you have, it's not going to be any excuses for anyone. So, well, I can tell you right now, the only team that worries me is the Tennessee Titans, because the other two teams, Buffalo, we just talked about how they can, they're easily beatable, and for some reason they're now walking away from that 
formula of like Josh Allen does everything mm-hmm. for us. So I'm not scared of the Buffalo Bills. And Indy, we just we just talked about who they beat. The Miami Dolphins, the Jaguars, and the Jets. So, you know, it's like, are they beating? If they beat the Bucks, then maybe I could start maybe a little bit of concern. But I'm not scared. The only, the only team that really scares me is Tennessee. And they don't have Derrick Henry. So... Yeah. Ryan Tannehill needs to beat the Patriots defense and he just threw four picks to the picks. Houston. Yeah. So Yeah, he can't do that again, that's for damn sure. You can't even do one against the Patriots because you know they they might take it back to the house. So yeah. yeah, this is it's definitely gonna be tough teams, but these teams have flaws and Patriots have been playing really, really good football. At least on the defensive side. So, um, I'm not concerned until I actually see that. You know, that they make mistakes. They have dumb penalties. They turn the ball over. But the way they're playing right now, I think that they're very capable of beating those teams. I definitely don't see an 0-4, you know, for the next four games. No, I, I don't see that happening either, but it would not necessarily be like completely shocking again because these are good teams. No, I, worst it, I case scenario, I can see them going two and two. Mm-hmm. Maybe losing the Tennessee and then losing one of the split against the Buffalo Bills. But mm-hmm. wor- worst case scenario, two and two. Best case scenario, be four and oh, be 11 and four, and wow. Yeah. Let the good times roll. And you know what? I'll be back in Florida and I don't have to listen to these people miserable mm-hmm. talking about how did they how can they win the Super Bowl when they're eleven and four? You're like what? Yeah. How can they win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Let me give you the uh Ravens schedule too. I just pulled that up. So their next four games. You think these you think the Patriots have it tough? You know, you think those are critical games. Here's the here's the Ravens. They got the Browns, the Steelers, the Browns again, and then Green Bay. <laughs> you know, so the Browns aren't like what we thought they were, but they, you know, they can still go out and, and handle the Ravens if they need to. Ravens, I don't know what's going on with their health at this point, but Ravens are going to be playing for something. They don't want to be on the outside looking in. You know, they're right there too. So uh, the Browns are going to. Give them a challenge, I think. Uh, Steelers for sure will. And you know Green Bay will. So, man, these next four weeks are going to be... We're going to see some amazing football, I think. I think we're going to see some teams really vying, uh, giving their full effort and vying to get a playoff spot. It's going to be critical uh, that, you know, we don't go 1-3, and 0-4 at all. Um, if, you, if, you, if that happens to you, I think you... You might it might be too much to, to bounce back and get into the back into the playoffs if you go one and three or zero oh and four these next four weeks. Yeah, I mean the Ravens are more question more questionable because I mean why did Lamar not play in this game? Was it COVID? No. Was it an illness? Okay, what kind of illness? Well, we can't tell you. Okay. Yeah, and it's got, it wasn't just him. It's like a bunch of players, like something going that went through the locker room. So. Yeah, Hopefully I mean, it's out of their system. 
if you are a team, if you are a team doctor, and you were in charge of the Baltimore Ravens, and they were like, "Yeah, man, we just lost some people, ACL injuries, and now like people are getting sick, but they're not really going. It's not really COVID. It's something else." Wouldn't you be like, "Damn, this team is like cursed. Somebody put a yeah. curse on this team." Was it the Browns? Was it the Bengals? Was it Steelers? I don't know, but they. There's a curse in this locker room. Uh, I would put my resignation. I'd be like, "Listen, uh, you guys go figure it out." Because I know it. I don't. Is Lamar vaccinated? Because I didn't know he had COVID at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is. So, yeah, it's just. It's. I mean, the you have. There's more questions with Baltimore than there is with you know a team like the Patriots or a team like. Tennessee, but you know this AFC is wide open. Mm-hmm. It's wide open. So, yeah. So definitely, we're we're excited about the next coming weeks of football. Um. Oh, so let me let me tell you the story of my birthday. So, uh, we get tickets to go see the Celtics. They play Houston. My brother is not very excited about it because it is Houston, but we're like, fine, you know, it's my birthday. Well, let's go check it out. So, unbeknownst to me, when we get to the gate, they want to see my vaccination. They want to know that I've been vaccinated, and I'm like, I just flew in from Florida. I don't have my vaccine card. My brother is like, well, I carry mine, but I didn't think they would ask for it for yours. And I was like, okay, so uh, what are we gonna do? And I'm like talking to the guy at the gate. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's, it's a state rule. Any any kind of uh, stadium or you know garden games at the garden, we need to see the vaccination card. And I'm like, damn, I just, wow. I there's no way I can see this game. Then I guess we're gonna have to watch from the bar. And he was like, oh, but there is one solution. You can get a test right now. And I was like, "What? It's like seven o'clock at night, seven thirty. There's no way we're gonna get a we're gonna get a test this this fast." And the Did guy, yes. So the guy was wow. like, uh, "We are we're gonna get this vaccination for you uh, right now. Uh, just go downstairs. Go to they had like a, a ambulance set up. They had an ambulance set up, uh, like a makeshift ambulance." And uh, I walk in there. There's other fans, other Celtics fans, waiting to get vaccinated, waiting to get the test. I take the wow. test. I take the test because they have like these two nurses there. And oh, by the way, uh, it's thirty dollars. And where I'm like, what? He's like, she's like, yeah. If you want to get this rapid test, it's gonna be thirty dollars. And then you know you can go watch Celtics. So my brother. He's like, oh my God, it's a Houston, Houston Rockets, for God's sakes. He's like, yeah, well, if you want to go in, you got to get, so I got, had to take the, t- I had to take the COVID test right there wow. and then. Had to, yeah. you know, put the thing up my nostrils, you know, put in a test tube. They tell you like five minutes later, either you're positive or negative. Mm-hmm. I was like, it came back negative, And I was like, so what? 
what do I do now? And they were like, well, we got this, you know, armband around and you could just wear it. So it's almost like <laughs> it was like I had this arm strap around me the whole game just to show people that it was I had a negative result. Huh. Yeah, so. That's crazy. You're not going to see that here in Florida. No, that's you not going to happen in Florida. Wide open here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a good thing, you know. It's tough that you have to go through that or whatever. But, you know, I think it's, it's a good thing that they're taking precautions, trying to protect people, prevent the spread. Prevent, well, honestly, from, like, canceling the whole season, right? <clears throat> well, to be, I, I saw this a couple of months ago. That they were doing that, but they did away with the mass mandate. I mean, there's a mass mandate in the city of Boston, but not in the towns around it. So I need they did away with that. So I was like, okay, well, if they did away with the mass mandate, they probably did away with the vaccination. Nope, I was wrong. So we ended up like walking in with like two minutes left in the quarter, and the Celtics were losing. And I was like, wow. What a welcoming reception. Not only do I have to get tested, not only do I have to pay the $30, but then we're losing to the Houston Astros. Needless to say, I was not a, not a happy camper. My brother was not a happy camper. Wow. Yeah. And we're like, Crazy. well, it was like, you know, this is to be secure. This is what you got to go through, right? Yep. That's yeah, the world so, we live in nowadays. So yeah, that's, that's the world we live in. Yeah, that's that's what happens. But you know, I had a good time. We saw the game. We we left early because they were beating the hell out of the Houston Astros. So we're like, let's not get stuck in traffic. Let's just leave. And like like I mentioned earlier, my brother drove like a banshee. We got in the house just in time for the third quarter. The Bucks Giants game and you know that was the night that was that was uh, Massachusetts up in uh, in <laughs> in twenty minutes we went from the east side of Boston to to the west side of the state in twenty minutes. Yeah. By the way, you played you, you played the Rockets, right? Not the Astros. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's well. Let me let me just say this. Originally, we were gonna get tickets. For Wednesday's game against the Nets, mm-hmm. but we were, we were, uh, we we the our wives laid laid us back down. They were like, "No, we want to go out." So there you have it. Females get their way no matter what. So we we're like, "All right, right, fine. We'll go. We we'll go on Monday. We'll go see the Houston Rockets play the Celtics." So tomorrow, I mean not tomorrow, for Thanksgiving, what are the games? What are the games that basically you are actually gonna watch, or are you gonna watch all three of them? You know me, I'm gonna be watching all three. No matter if it's crappy football, <clears throat> as long as it's football, I'll be there watching. Yeah, there's. I mean. <laughs> I looked at the matchups and I was like, the Bears, Lions, then you have the Raiders, Cowboys, and maybe the, maybe the night game might be decent. Bills, Saints. 
the thing is that yeah, I don't know I don't know what time we're eating. It's always a toss up. I don't know. I know most most people eat like at twelve o'clock. But it's you know Hispanic Hispanic cultures you might end up eating at like ten o'clock at night. I don't know. It's up in the air. I don't know yeah. what's gonna happen. Are we eating early? Are we eating late? It's it's just yeah. Either either way, we're like it's gonna be it's gonna be like fifty five. So you know, it won't That's be cold. Yeah, it won't be cold. So yeah, just oh, at all three games, I definitely will watch the Bill Saints game. Yeah. I probably I, I say that I'm gonna watch all three, but I'm sure that's probably not gonna happen. It doesn't usually yeah. happen, so I, I'll make myself available for that last game for sure. Yeah, because if the Bills lose to the Saints, and I think the Saints' defense is pretty decent, I just don't know if they have the offense to beat beat the Bills. So. Well, buddy, I gotta get going. All right, man. Well, uh, you enjoy yourself. Time to hang with the family, so enjoy Thanksgiving. All right, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Say hi to the family. We'll definitely meet again on Sunday, right? Yep, for sure. All right, man. Later. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.